Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Mysticons, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stilval. Hey, y'all. And April Collins. Hi. Today, Delaney, April, and I are talking Through My Enemy's Eyes uh, that aired yesterday, Sunday, on Nickelodeon, uh, episode 19 of Mysticons. Uh, now on Nick.com and other places. We talk Mysticons every week here on the Overly Animated Podcast. You can find us at OverlyAnimated.com or search for Overly Animated Mysticons on iTunes and subscribe there or YouTube to not miss any of our uh, Mysticons podcasts uh, that are regular. Uh, this is one more new episode of Mysticons this year. Uh, next week as well. It will also be new, so we'll be there then. Um, but yeah, spoilers for Through My Enemy's Eyes, a uh, big plot episode, so make sure you have seen this episode before continuing listening. Uh, that being said, Delaney, what did you think of Through My Enemy's Eyes? I thought it was good. Um, it was nice to have like this Tasma focused episode. Um, I normally hate like what like the trope of what they did with Dreadbane, but it didn't. It wasn't awful, and it, granted, they went a little too fast, which I thought worked because it didn't make me hate it. And it was funny, like Reginald, like <laughs> okay, you're a giant skeleton. But um, and then I did like that Zarya said he cracked his dome. <laughs> like I like that. It's Probably qu- this quality line cracked okay. his dome. And yeah, I mean I liked it. I thought it was like a good episode. I don't. I wasn't necessarily like blown away by it. Um, I'm not really like I'm like ooh a prophecy. Okay, whatever. <laughs> like oh, you're not hype on the prophecy. <laughs> not really, just because like it's they just show up at Necrofa's house. Okay, they know where she is. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> And then they go to the portal, and it's like, oh, which is this desert land. And I'm like, this is a little anticlimactic. I was, you know, like, can this at least be like the dimension with like knives or something? Like, it's like <laughs> I don't know. It was okay. Like, I thought it was fine. I didn't hate it. And like, there were really good character moments, which I think is really what like saved the episode, I guess, for me. Like, I wasn't really like blown away, but it was good. Like, I liked it. You, you were you expecting like a Rick and Morty dimension? It's like uh, the Blender dimension, like that's yeah, that's one. what I was. Thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wanted something more like that. Um, I mean, it was fine that it was like a desert and like this was. It just it just felt like the. Uh, it was a it's a weird choice. That's that's where Necrophil va- was. was the, yeah, is it the Valley of Lost Souls? Whatever the heck it is in Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, and then we literally have Zhao. Like he's literally Zhao, which is why Dylan likes Dreadbane, just because he's Zhao. Oh, have we made that comparison on the podcast? We'll I've been waiting that. to make the comparison, and then I was like, "Why hasn't Dylan done?" I don't know it if yet? I want to ascend uh, Dreadbane to the greatness <laughs> you're not, of Jao. You're not like, ready yeah, I don't know if I'm ready. He for literally that. pulled himself out of the portal, though. That's pretty legit. Yeah, it is pretty similar to stuff they did with Jao and Cora. Okay, um, noted. Uh, anyway, uh, April, what do you think of this episode? I thought it was good. Uh, like this show just doesn't really have bad episodes, and while I was kind of like oh, we're doing a prophecy, oh, like, we're seeing mirages, like, oh, you know, like, the the bad guys, the good guy, like, all of those, like, I don't know, like, overdone things, like, I thought they were executed in such a way that I didn't mind it as much. Um, I had, like, so many questions about this episode at the end of it, yeah. but even, yeah, like, yeah. so many questions. I wrote them all down. Um, <laughs> good, we'll address, we'll address all of them. <laughs> Hopefully. But, like... Like, even though, like, I have, like, all these episodes, like, all these questions at the end of the episode, I think it's, like, almost good and bad. So, it was, it, 
I, it's just a good episode. Another good one. Like this, e- I guess the second season or whatever has just been like really well done. And I liked that it was like a Tasma episode. Um, and we got to see like Dreadbane again. Cause I've been kind of wondering what happened to him or if he was going to come back and same with Tasma. Cause she's been gone all season. So it was, it was good. I think um, there was, you know, funny moments with all of the characters. So I, it gets a thumbs up from me for sure. Thumbs up from April. Oh, I have to say, <laughs> I forgot about this part. Yes. Um, the last bit with the song was really lit and I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. That was really cool. And I was like, yes. Yeah. So that was really great. And I like a hundred percent like that. Yeah. I was into that a lot. <laughs> yeah. My, I, I, my assessment is act three of this episode, basically the last third, I think is really strong. Um, and it was, it's, it's really good. There's a lot of movement. Uh, and the ending montage, uh, was, yeah, I really, I really, really liked the last two minutes, especially. Um, acts one and two, I wasn't super crazy about. I think they're fine. I think there's some, some funny, slightly funny lines and stuff, but, uh, it was, it was a little slow and there wasn't, uh, there wasn't any, I, there wasn't anything that blew me away from the first two thirds of the episode. Um, and I've been, I've been starting a rewatch and I made it through episode seven so far. And I've noticed this as well about a lot of these early episodes too, which was that, um, act three is, is generally very strong in this cons. And that's kind of always how it is in TV. You know, you build up to the last part of the episode, but, um, some Miscons episodes pretty heavily reliant on, on the third act. And I think this is one of them. Um, I think it's a good episode. The frustrating thing is that there's a lot of things that are happening that are either unexplained or happen too fast. And, um, this has been a big, this has been an issue with the show. Like sometimes we change things up really fast and we don't really explain why. Um, in, I think there's specifically, uh, the thing with Tasma, uh, that happens that is completely not explained by the episode. And I think it's a choice. And I don't know yet if it's good or bad because it's going to depend on how we approach it in future episodes. Um, but yeah, in general, I think that's, it's, it's a good episode. The ending's great. And, uh, it's also like the first plot episode of this season. By the way, season being season two, episodes 14 to 26 will be epi- season two. So. Um, like really, this is like the beginning of the plot of the season. So it's weird that we just didn't have a plot for a while. And, uh, I think this prophecy seems like it's going to be a, a, a thing here. You know, we leave it open ended and next week we're going to be, uh, like trying to track down the prophecy. So, uh, interesting. I, I also don't like prophecy, uh, th- stories. I like don't understand why <laughs> things do them. I haven't liked them in any, in any, almost any story, but uh, so I was hoping someone else would defend prophecies, but, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing that happens this episode that was reliant upon the prophecy, like being, like being a foretelling of future events. Um, like Mr. If Mr. Guns has a thing that, uh, is predicting the future, it's going to have to convince me that that's like a real thing. Cause it, it's always, right. it, well, it, what's interesting is like, they're doing it. They're like, we have to make the prophecy happen. And I'm like, this is a really weird way to go about this. <laughs> like, weird. Which it kind of reminds me of a book series I read where like they had like all these like branches and stuff. And it's like, it's based on decisions. So this is interesting. They're like, okay, we're going to make this happen. Like, that's not your normal, like, approach to prophecy. Like, you know, they're trying to hide it. And, like, I don't know. Like, they're doing it. Like, it's kind of different. I mean, I just hate prophecies. The only cool part about them is they rhyme sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dread, uh, uh, Nova Terran says he took action to prevent the prophecy from happening. And then in this episode, uh, uh, Necrofa is trying to make the prophecy happen in there. Yeah. I just figured out the prophecy. Holy crap. 
Okay, do we want to talk about the prophecy? Uh, we could no. Let's let's we save that for a second. That's not okay. the. I do have the text of the out. prophecy, but uh, we'll see. Um, in a second. Dylan uh, has an out in front of us, and that's why I, I'm telling. I figured it out because yeah, I'm reading maybe it. Maybe I made a mistake giving it to, giving it to you guys early, but uh, oh we'll go, no, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go over the text of the prophecy, and I don't think because the episode doesn't say what it is, so I don't think that's uh, the number one story. I want to talk about Dreadbane to start because I feel like that's maybe the number right. one story here. Because do you want to talk about? Uh, Dreadbane or Reginald? Reginald. So are Reginald. we thumbs up on Reginald? <laughs> Piper yeah, was a big fan yeah. of Reginald. Yeah. I, I, think, I think Reginald's cool. But, he just uh, likes his flowers. Right? Yeah, just tending um, to his garden. Also, yeah. I'm really frustrated that Arcana refused the water. Like, <laughs> drink it! Oh my god! You're, I'm thirsty watching this episode. Just drink <laughs> it. That was the most dissatisfying thing ever. I was like, oh my god. Just from like, like a, if a I was senses Arcana, perspective? Like, okay, yeah. I was just gonna like assassinate her. Like, for, for not drinking water? That seems yeah. extreme. Also, they're in the middle of a desert. Where would he have gotten poisoned exactly. from? Like, he watered his flowers. What? The point. The point being that uh, the point being that Arcana was still uh, not over the dreadbaiting, turning her parents to bone thing, which I think was well handled by the episode. I'm I th- I'm glad we remembered that, um, and and that that was a pre- motivation, although it didn't go uh, that many places. Um, but yeah, so dreadbane loses memories. He's Reginald, and then uh, he's. He's, uh, he, he hits his head and everything's back and he remembers and he remembers his, uh, his, uh, I love you not moments. And, uh, <laughs> he's done with, he's done with Nekrafa. He says, uh, Nekrafa yeah. will betray you like she betrayed me to, uh, she now, he says that to Now he can start recovering and him and Kimra yes. can get together or whatever. Are you shipping <laughs> Dreadbane and Kimra? Why not? Just, it was the first person <laughs> who came to my mind. Okay, interesting. Um, Delaney, what do you? Th- how do you think uh, Dreadbane was handled this episode? And do you? Uh, what do you think of potential anti-Necrofa Dreadbane in the show? Well, I thought it was handled interestingly because, like, we didn't really go the usual. Like he remembered because he didn't start fighting the Mysticon. Like he did for like a couple seconds, so then he started fighting Tasma, which I thought that was like the really interesting way to go. So like, like I'm I'm glad he's back because now that he's like not in love, like he's like kind of over Necrophil. It'll be interesting to see like what kind of role he plays. Like, is he gonna be like? Is he gonna be like Kim Ross? Kind of just gonna be like this like his own thing. Is he going to like? I mean, I'm assuming he can't really work for Necrophil. Like, she's gonna be like, no, I'm just gonna throw you back because you suck. So I'm interested to see like where they go with that. Yeah. Yeah, April, what do you, what do you think of the prospect of a unaffiliated Dreadbane? I mean, if if he's going to end up being anything, he's just going to be like like the Kimra kind of character, but just not associated with Necrofa because I don't want him to be like the new Tasma though, like cuz now Tasma has gone like all like, oh, hail Necrofa. Right. And I'm it's- like I'm like I Dreadbane still sucks. I still don't <laughs> like him that much. Like <clears throat> I don't really want him to be like, you know, I don't want him to get all the glory that we were hoping for Tasma. <laughs> you, so you don't, uh, so you're not, you, you would like Tasma Demption, not Dreadbane Demption. Dread Demption. Yes, yeah. Correct. Hashtag Dread Demption with the, yes. uh, yeah, it's, it, that being said, he was, he always came across somewhat sympathetically just because he was very funny. So I think that it That's will, right. it will like, uh, I think it'll be acceptable seeing him as a good guy or at least doing good things. Um, I just I'm waiting for I'm, I'm just seeing him like, like sacrificing himself or something like I don't know how long he'll be around right it's hard kind of hard to imagine him 
as that much of a presence on the show. We already had trouble dealing with Tasma because she was all like, he's a skeleton dude. There are not that many jobs for him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so you're worried about him fitting on to the Gemini economy. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm concerned about his. How can he be a productive citizen? Yeah, yeah, how will he be a productive citizen and adjust to this new society? Yeah, like I don't, I don't think I don't think it's gonna work out too well for him. Yeah, he might have to like uh, check into some like social groups or something. Like maybe okay. see a therapist <laughs> yeah. to deal with. Dread <laughs> more see like a he's a parole yeah. officer, but like. Whatever. Yeah, but what's also, yeah. this episode okay. was the biggest fake out. What's the fake out? That stupid mask. I was like, oh, she's wearing the mask, and that way she can be yeah. And then, no, she just de-transforms. And I was like, are you serious? And she's, like, using the mask. I was like, I'm so mad. Like, It was, like, the most, like, uneventful item ever. Because I thought it was, like, a disguise thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, that's, like, super helpful as a man. Like, Oh, what's the point of having this stove? You just have magic anyway. For the mask. So she she used the mask to pry the memories out of Novaterra on set. Yeah, and that's it. And then it's gone. Yeah, it it doesn't yeah, it doesn't come into play again, yeah. Done. We made a big deal. She was like, I've got you this mask. It's amazing. I'll give you more power. (laughs) Yeah. I'll get was like all hype about it. Like she gets the mask and she's like, oh, and she like stares at it. It has like a pentagram or something on it. And then like that's all it does. Okay, I didn't have as much of an issue with this, but yeah, this was just this was just a one item (laughs) and it's one of many if Tasma could complete. So we gotta talk about Tasma because um, big Tasma episode. She's very anti Necrofa. In well, so we learned that she was uh, working for Necrofa the whole time. We thought that she'd gone off on her own after the dome, but no, she's uh, <laughs> you know, she's she's just uh, toiling away under Necrofa with these scrolls. Yep, um, that was unsatisfying. Just gonna let, throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, it was unsatisfying. She says, uh, "I hate that old crone." And Necrofa says, "Did you say something?" Tasma, <laughs> I just said the these scroll tubes. The chrome is lovely. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> Necrofa is. Necrofa doesn't play. She immediately picked her up and was like, "I'm just gonna throw you away." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, jeez." Yeah, Necrofa. Uh, yeah. Do not make her mad. Also, what's Necrofa's deal with like keeping Tasma around? Because she kind of made it evident, like with the last time that we saw Tasma, that like Tasma essentially, in a way, betrayed her, like because she wasn't like successful in helping her out. So, like. What's the deal with, like, Necrofa being like, I'll keep you around so you can, like, write out these scrolls for me? I don't, I don't, yeah, so she doesn't do it. It does, it does contrast a little. Yeah, with the specters can't write. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem, yeah. Okay. Specters can't write. That's the issue. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. She she said multiple times that the only reason to keep Tasma around is if she's useful. I guess her being useful is right. He's copying old spells. Um, But yeah. Anyway, the thing with, so she's very, Tasma goes in, she's very into the uh, portal, she's very anti-Necrafa, we finally have, like, the clearest sense of her motivations when she says, I'm going to surpass Necrafa in power, and then I can put her in her place. Um, But then there's a scene where uh, she goes from, uh, I'm, she's, she's talking to this mirage of herself, and she says, I'm going to be better than that lich, and then some visuals happen, and she says, long live Necrafa. So Delaney, what happened here? Okay, so there's like I guess two. Well, there's literally I guess like she went crazy. So there, I I think there's like two. There's two like scenarios. You have poor Tasma went crazy in the <laughs> desert, and this mirage convinced her to like she has to like you know 
like help Necrofa. And she's like, oh yeah, like I've been like redeemed, I've been changed or whatever. I love Necrofa, cool. Other theory is that Necrofa did it, like it was Necrofa. And like this kind of like it doesn't not like not not necessarily physically her, but like she did something. And like and it's kind of interesting because we also have Dreadbane who was like literally in love with Necrofa, and now we kind of have this, you know, devotion to Necrofa. Like maybe this is a, an ability of Necrofa's. Also, Necrofa was in that desert forever and it appears to be empty. Like that could kind of have been like this sort of like her energy, like, you know, there's the whole of flowers that were planted to look like Necrofa, and like this just, you know, this is kind of like Necrofa's place. So it could have some sort of like control over people. Yeah. Like, so I think like I don't think this was of Tasma's own free will. <laughs> and this is probably something Necrofa like can do. Yeah. Okay. April, what was your read on it when you watched it? Yeah, I kind of got the same sense of the latter of what Delaney said, just because like her mirage was of herself and it, even like after like they snapped arcana out of her mirage it went back to the same one so that kind of sort of led me to believe that like when necrofa showed up to tasma it wasn't like tasma seeing her it was like necrofa doing some sort of magic on her i guess um or you know some kind of a spell or something like that and it's not hard to believe that this whole, I guess, desert wasteland area, um, Necrofa, like, because Necrofa's kept this portal open, and so I can only imagine that it's kind of like a safe haven kind of place for her. Like, this is where maybe she's, like, channeled a lot of her energy or her power, and so maybe she, like, goes here to recharge or something along those lines. Um, so I could, like, I can see that it having, like, an effect on people who wouldn't necessarily be Necrofa, because it's such, like, a drastic switch for Tasma. because, you know, the entire time we've gotten, you know, Tasma didn't want Necrofa to come back, like, Tasma's doing this for her own personal gain, like, that's the only reason why, like, Tasma is, like, the villain, and she doesn't like the... Mysticons, and then for her to just so drastically change her mind, it's very like unlike her character one. Um, considering that even up until like that very minute, her motivation was I want to be the most powerful, you know, whatever. Like I want to be on top. I want to be top dog. And then for her to just like succumb to the will of someone else essentially is very like like it's it like signals a red flag for me. So I that's what I kind of think was happening with that. Yeah, that's a good analysis on why this can't be of Tasma's own will. Um, I, I'd agree there. I think I my biggest takeaway is that I didn't like the scene. Uh, it's just so fast, and I really didn't understand what was happening. Yeah, I I didn't like that either. I had to like I had to stop it and go back because I was like, wait, did I watch that kind of thing? Like, and then <clears throat> also because the change was so drastic, like it was instantaneous, and I was like. Like, like yeah. I had one of those, like, shook my head, like, violently, like, hold on, and then <laughs> let me see that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's supposed to be ambiguous, so it's not like us not understanding is bad, it's, that's what they want. Um, I just think the it just happened very fast. 
um, which is which is something that we've had before. Um, okay, so I didn't understand what was happening here at first. I have the potential answer from Steve, uh, co-host Steve. He has uh, a lot of theories about this. He says, uh, I think I'm starting to realize how Dreadbane fell in love with Necrofa. It was mental manipulation. I'm pretty sure those mirages, mirages that Tasma saw were not a natural mirage. That was Necrofa's dark magic that intentionally manipulated her to be on Necrofa's side. Probably did the same thing for Dreadbane long ago. I guess she gives you what you want. Uh, Reginald wanted a lover. Tasma maybe wanted like a mother parental figure. Loves her more than Malvaron. Um, I I also have here the D&D spell Enthrall um, (laughs) from uh, 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 d20srd.org. If you you have the attention of a group of creatures, this is this is me. This isn't Steve. Uh, If there's a group of creatures, you can use a spell to hold them spellbound. Um, Yeah, it's it's uh, the effect lasts as long as you speak or sing, maximum one hour. Those enthralled take no. uh, Those enthralled by words take no action while you speak or sing. Um, Yeah, it doesn't match completely, but I think that she. She's casting enthrall on uh, in a long term basis it, it, on these people. I think that's what we're going for, but I really don't know. I think that yeah, it's a spell from Necrofa to make Tasma be obedient in some way. But that would also, I guess, kind of make sense, be given like the effect, or I guess like Dreadbane in this episode, because even after she betrayed him. He re- like revert like reverted back to Reginald, who was already in love with Necrofa. So like I mean maybe yeah he just hit his head or whatever. But then um, it took like Piper saying the "I love you, I love you not" thing to sort of help snap him out of that, and then remember what it was that she ha- she had done to him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so it's it's uh, I think it's kind of obvious that Necrofa is casting some sort of spell on Tasma. But yeah. the the next step is the Dreadbane was under a spell previously. That is interesting um, and potentially could be the case. And it, it's very noticeable that Tasma went from um, not enthralled to enthralled with uh, with uh, Necrofa <laughs> and Dreadbane did the exact opposite. Uh, very, very, so maybe one at a time kind of situation. I, that would make sense. I thought you can do like multiple people. Um, it's, it's, it's possible. I also think it could just be the the situation. Steve also says if Necrofa knew the Mysticons were there, she could have converted them to her side. So that's a key is that Necrofa didn't know that they were in the portal. Um, that did seem like an intentional story element. Um, so that's a possible explanation as to why didn't Necrofa just enthrall the Mysticons too. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, it, it is, it would explain this thing that we were told that Dreadvane was in love with Necrofa. Um, I don't know. I don't know why Necrofa didn't enthrall Tasma earlier. I don't know why she's doing this just now. What is it? The portal magic is, is it, is it just her influence or dark influence from the portal? Or is <laughs> well, she doing I, mean, this I would assume like, I mean, I, well, I feel like for that to work, even though Necrofa is really powerful, so is Tasma, and she probably, she needed her to be in like in a vulnerable state. That's true. Okay. Like maybe I could see that. Yeah. She, yeah. Uh, but yeah, regardless, uh, Tasma on, yeah, seemingly on Necrofa's side now, Dreadbane not. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, yeah, where are we thinking long-term for Tasma? Uh, Necrofa crony, breaking free of that and becoming the true villain, breaking free of that and becoming a good guy? I think the second one. Yeah. So we Wait. still think Tasma, Tasma the, the true villain? That was the second mm. one, I think. I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's also going to be interesting what seeing how uh, Proxima is uh, is it relates to this because it's potentially similar arc. Okay, because so. we can only assume that 
Proxima is related to all of this since she was introduced, I guess, around the same time. Um, and not necessarily with these events, more just like <clears throat> Proxima is another contender for a potential big bad or potential ally, kind of depending on how things go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so that, that's that's interesting. So let's talk about the prophecy. Uh, so we yeah. So as as I mentioned, Nova Terran says that um, he uh, so we have this flashback with uh, young Tasma, which was awesome. Uh, yay, Tasma development. She's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> little not evil Tasma. It's great, and uh, she's a starling <laughs> at the academy. Um, and the craft was talking to male crony who we forget, always forget the name of, and uh, <laughs> also also uh, thousands of years old. Um, uh, the realm is safe. Something has been done. Something I wish to never speak of again. Says uh, Novateron uh, must ensure the prophecy never falls into the hands of evil. And then at the end, they, uh, so at the end, Necrafa ha- or Tasma slash Necrafa has the dragon disc, and then they use their own dragon disc to both find the, uh, verse of the prophecy. Um, and, uh, Necrafa says, uh, doom for our enemy. So there you go. Uh, Delaney, what? <laughs> or do, do we believe Necrafa that, uh, this is, this is bad news? I mean, probably, except. I'm reading the prophecy, and I think I know what it's about. Okay, so let's I read think- the prophecy. So, uh, uh, Mysticon's <laughs> linguist, Chris Crispy, has uh, translated the prophecy. She has the cipher. This is, uh, it's just a one for one letter cipher, I believe. I don't know. I, I'm not the I'm not the linguist, uh, the Mysticon's linguist. So uh, we have the text of the prophecy. It showed up on screen. I don't think they want you to know this, or else they would tell they would tell us. Like they would right. just have it. They would have code. already said it. Yeah, it's not spoilers though, so we can read it. Like it's kind of spoilers. I it is definitely related to what's gonna happen next episode, but. It's it's not obvious what's going on here, so we're going to continue speculating. The prophecy says, when the twin stars unite, the spectral beast will take flight. Its roar will herald a new dark age, and the realm will be purged by the dragon's rage. Okay. Ooh. Delaney, what, what's, your, what, what's your theory here? Okay, so the twin stars are Malveron and Tasma. Okay. And so I don't know, one of them turns good, one of them turns bad, whichever. And then I don't know about the spectral beast or whatever. I that probably has something to do oh. with uh that probably has something to do with uh um Necrofa. And then so like there's the there's a spectral beast, but then and the realm will be purged by the dragon's rage. I think the dragon refers to um Arcana. Okay. So what if the twin stars uniting is when Tasma and um Malvron like join the same side whatever that yeah that's what yeah that's what i was thinking and so like my thinking is like the terrible thing that nova teron did was like make that was like pit them against each other to make them hate each other like he um, might like because we don't we still don't know why like to constantly keep them like fighting and on the opposite ends i think that's what he did because like because, like, we we still don't, like, we, we're like, yeah, they're just kind of, like, rivals or whatever, but, like, they hate each other. And so it's, like, I wonder, like, so Nova Teron had to have done something to make them hate each other. They also emphasize that a lot. That, yeah. like, these I hate two, my sister. Yeah, I hate my sister. Oh, my brother's annoying. You'll never be like your brother. Like, there's a lot of emphasis on that relationship between those two. Like, and we've seen it the, since the show's begun. So, Okay, yeah. Well, it was like I wonder if like right before this, like Nova Teron like talked to Tasma or she or like he knew that like Tasma was listening or something so that she overheard whatever terrible thing he was saying to make them hate each other and that's when Tasma like snuck after Nova Teron. 
Okay, interesting. So I, I recently watched episode two, and this is the big, like, Tasma turns evil. And uh, it is true that from, from the beginning, uh, it is presented as Tasma and Malvron hate each other. But it's not like Novaterra knew that, in, at least the episode did not present us as Novaterra knowing that Tasma was bad um, and, like, right. evil. Yeah. So that would be a twist if Novaterra knew that all along. Right. I think that probably contradicts what well, we've seen. Well, the, well, I mean, I, he doesn't necessarily know how to. He doesn't have to necessarily know that like she's evil, but like, he, like he he probably knew that they don't like each other. Regardless, like, they that, might have been right. pitted against each other in the academy, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Okay. There but, you go. but also, like, if you notice that they both like went essentially went to the same academy in school, but their powers are totally different from yeah. each other. Like, and I feel. Like given this, the light like, dark thing going on. Yeah. Well, and the, I feel like maybe they were just like, okay, well, like maybe Novotaron was like, okay, I'm going to try and prevent this as much as I can. So, okay, you guys can't be in the same classes. I have to separate you. Like you're going to learn how to deal with, uh, mysticons and you're going <laughs> to learn how to deal with other things. Like, yeah. cool. Like, <laughs> okay. So there's a lot of speculation on this, this line of thinking. Interesting. Um, there should be noted. There's also this dragon part of this and, uh, relevant information. Next episode, the description talks about, um, trying to find a spectral dragon egg. Um, so they are, and if you watch the pre two minute preview that they released for next week, then they are, they are papers like, uh, Tachoko, be very, very quiet. We're hunting dragons. Um, so they're they're looking for (laughs) dragon stuff. So I think that relates to the second part of the prophecy, as opposed to when the twin stars unite, uh, which is kind of what you guys have cued in on. Um, I do know what that means because I've been spoiled, so I won't speculate on that. Rude. (laughs) uh... (laughs) I'm not going to, I won't confirm or deny your stuff. Yeah. Be, be careful, be careful, everyone, of spoilers. This episode has aired in the UK, and there's spoilers and comments on videos, so please be oh careful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do, so I'm wondering if, like, the spectral beast, um, maybe Nakafa thinks that's herself. So... But did you say, like, you, so you said a spectral dragon the description, egg? The description says spectral dragon egg, yes. Right, okay. but... Is that like, the, like why, what's the point of having a spectral dragon? Are there normal dragons? Yeah, like... I don't know. We haven't really, we haven't heard, I don't think we've heard of a spectral dragon before this. There have been a no. few, there have been a few different dragon things. There's like the dragon queen from episode two. Um, and there's another type of dragon mentioned. I don't think we've heard of spectral. So that's interesting. Also, um, a new dark age, uh, realm will be pure, purged by a dragon's rage. This, uh, I, I think this might be the rest of the show plot here. Um, like, I think yeah. that this is a long-term plot. Yeah. I would hope so. Well, I feel like okay, yeah. it's a prophecy. Like this has to be for this season. Like, you, like you don't just resolve this in one episode. Yeah, and right. it's going to take them a frustratingly long amount of time to figure out the prophecy. So that's how these shows work. We'll see. So. Yeah, I did. I also no, rewatching early episodes. I noticed that um, we forgot about this, but the large plot of the season one was look. It was uh, finding the pieces of the codex, and we just like don't have like that type of plot anymore. So I think introducing right. something like this, yeah. It could give us more direction. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, where we go with it. And if we're going to get, like, more interaction, like, with Tasman and Malveron and, like, just in general, like, mm. like what's next? Yeah. Okay. So we will, uh, we'll see. I will say that part of this, part of this question is going to be answered next week. So it's going to be fun. Um, it's, uh, yeah, this, this whole ending scene, uh, we talked about this, the montage. This, I, 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 this is our first, uh, song, uh, like real life song used in the show since episode 13. And I'd noticed it'd been a while. This is, uh, the song is Coals to Diamonds by Ruinart. 
um, R-U-I-N-A-R-T-E. Uh, her SoundCloud page has the full song. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's this uh, in, in, in interposing uh, the Mysticons and uh, Novateron uh, using the fake uh, Dragon Disc and then uh, Necrophantasma to project the prophecy. And I love the use of the uh, fake Dragon Disc, which I feel like is one of the more inventive things the show has done um, in its yes. run. Yes. I like it's that. a very it's a really good like workaround. Yeah, let's, it's let's... also it's also like a uh, a unique workaround. Like they were just like because it seems so obvious, but at the same time, like how many times are they like, cool, we're just gonna make our own dragon disc, like done. Yeah, yeah, it's it it, it it was a great moment for the show. I'm excited to rewatch episode nine when I get to that. But yeah, it's uh, and using it here was was good. Yeah, we get the codex back, but they have the dragon disc part of the codex. Um, which other than this, I feel like the dragon disc isn't useful. Like we got the, the codex is the thing with the spells in it. So I feel like that's the part we're going to need. Um, but yeah, since also, since we have it back, we can, uh, maybe bring Arcana's parents back now because they have the spell again. Oh yeah. Yes. Finally. Yeah. But then that means we're going to go on that again. So. Right. (laughs) A little eager for them to resolve that plot, but yeah. It's yeah. So that that ending that ending was really good. Uh, then we have Dreadbane crawling back up from like Zarya's arrow, um, and that's very exciting. Uh, some other scenes from these la- these ending. Um, oh yeah, when when Dreadbane turn Reginald turns into Dreadbane, his line is uh, Reginald is no more. I am Dreadbane. <laughs> Thought that was a little hey. on the nose. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Why does he remember that he was Reginald? If is his name it? Reginald Dreadbane? Uh He's, we all we knew was General Bane. I feel like from uh, from the flashback. I think, but yeah, I assume it's general. I assume it's Reginald Bane would be his that real name. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it too. I've accepted yeah. it. <laughs> Except, yeah, I w- would like to know if um, yeah, if he was really in love with Necrophor, if he was just enthralled from from those right. flashback scenes. It's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, the anti he's anti Necrophor now, and uh, Tasma is. Bronacrafa, um, and uh, we'll see. Oh yeah, they also fight off. There's a short sequence of them fighting off Necrafa. They seem to they seem to do that pretty easily. Yeah, <laughs> I guess like, without bah. yeah without the gems, their uh, their special moves are pretty effective here. <laughs> yeah. Also, did anyone else feel like the whole like desert place looked like the um, the scene from the fla- the Mysticon's flashback, like? That sort of landscape, or well, was we that thought, just me? Well, wasn't the flashback like? Didn't we like go to the place for that? Yeah, happened? we est- we established that that was at the park. Yeah, where that happened, or not the park, but where we went to the uh, yeah, the, we went to the place where that was. They have like uh, they're t- t- giving tours and stuff there. Yeah, I know, but it just looked so like the way that it was set, like that scene was set up. It just looked ex- almost exactly like it. Like I would have to go back and do a comparison, but yeah, I was it, kind of bothered by it. I do. I do <laughs> wonder what the significance of the uh, places inside the portal is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, pre- they presented it as another dimension. Piper likes the interdimensional travel. She was into it. Like, they, Shoot. Yeah. Arcana was, was not. Arcana was not. <laughs> yeah. So they're presenting it as another dimension. Other things that happened in this episode, uh, Astromancers make the Mysticons not outlaws anymore. We've resolved. This <laughs> okay, because we cared a lot. <laughs> it, was a, it was a big plot thing before, and now they—they're they're not outlaws. That lasted like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah but uh, Arcano is not apologizing. So <laughs> that was the whole thing, and everyone was like, "Yeah, Arcano." They're, 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 
Uh, yeah, we talked about Tasma shapeshifting as Malveron. And uh, yeah, I thought that was the preview. I, it is, I think we've, we've seen Tasma do this, I guess. Um, so I, I, th- I thought that was definitely going to be Tasma. Um, the uh, Tasma, like, yeah, she like threw Crawford, like throws Tasma into the portal. Just to yeah. be like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> and they she put in. up with Chaco longer than she put up with. <laughs> Yeah, she's distracted by Chaco, and uh, yeah. Uh, once they're in the portal, Piper. What do we think of Piper's elf sight powers to see the to see the garden? That's pretty good. I like yeah, that. that's funny. Like how far? She's like, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I like expanding on uh, elf capabilities. Um, something I thought about: Have we? I, we haven't really seen other elves in this world. No, we've seen uh, Elven Daughter, uh, but other than those two, have we seen any other elves in Mysticons? I'm not sure about that. Maybe like background characters. I don't, um, have we even seen them as background characters? Uh, I feel like I I'm not sure. So, well, yeah. Elven Daughter's mom, I guess, is an elf too. So then, <laughs> other than that, though, where's where's the elves? Yeah, let's. Uh, when's the Piper Circus episode? And before that, when we're gonna meet the uh, maybe Piper's family from before that? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Piper singing ninety nine potions of fire. <laughs> yeah. So- like, okay. Piper was like extremely cheerful this episode. She like, was, like given the she, situation, she was having so much fun. She yeah. she was having too much fun. Like I I don't know. It started to like bother me at the end because I was like, Piper, I don't think you realize like what we're doing here. You can't just go around calling people baby bugbear and. <laughs> 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 yeah, she she loved Reginald. I I've said P- Piper loves the weirdos. Like uh she, she just does. wants to be best friends with every weird weird character. Yeah. She doesn't like normal characters. <laughs> she, she's very she's very weird and she likes other people that are weird. So she's she liked Reginald. Okay. Um it's uh we, we even talked about their mirages. Um so Arcana hallucinates Gawain. Um it says uh, you're hallucinating me? Isn't that rich? Yeah. <laughs> That was pretty funny. They just needed an excuse for Gawain to be in the episode. Yeah. yeah. Need more Gawain. Uh, Zarya hallucinates dancing Chacos, and then M hallucinates dancing Casey's. <laughs> yeah, and they were dancing to the uh, Mysticon song from episode three that that band plays, which I oh, only, yeah. only remembered because I saw that recently, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, we like uh, M hallucinating the Casey's. Thumbs up, sure. Yes, of course. Of course, the, yeah. Though, if they wanted to uh, further expand on the Arcana Valoran thing, then they would have had her hallucinating him. Just saying. So. Yeah, they didn't do that one. That's true. <laughs> and they also made it a point to not have Zarya hallucinating uh, Kitty. So, <laughs> a little offended by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess the explanation is that Zarya probably doesn't know she's romantically in love with Kitty yet. So. Um... Or maybe it's like back, she's like back of her mind. Uh, whereas M and Casey is more overt. We kind of talked about that last week. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to get there. Uh, what last thing I have is Dreadbane's, uh, uh, humor or Reginald's humor. Um, something no matter what. No, <sighs> yeah. And then, uh, M says, uh, he needs to workshop that bit. Um, After she politely laughed at him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of course I'm going to politely laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you should say he needs to workshop that. I feel like bit is uh, redundant, but I guess 
That's the kid, I guess the kids don't know the comedy language, but yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Delaney, anything else from the episode we didn't talk about? I don't think so. I mean, we could really pretty much cover it. Like, there wasn't, like, a lot in this episode. It was just, like, slow. They were just in the desert forever. Yeah. So, overall, thumbs up? Yeah, no, I liked the episode. I thought, like, I, I it didn't, like, blow me away, but it was a good episode. Yeah. Uh, April? Yeah. It was a good episode to uh, establish, I guess, the plot that we're, like, exploring now. So, because we had mentioned, I think it was last time, that we didn't really have, like, an idea of what we were doing kind of thing, even though, you know, all of those episodes were good, but now I guess it's, it's nice to know what we're, what's, what we're doing and where we're trying to progress this towards. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, oh, I guess, uh, let's read the second half of Steve's theory. Sure. Uh, here's his hot take part. He says, uh, Dreadbane or Reggie's true unrequited love was the original Mysticon dragon mage. Uh, he got rejected and Necrofa took advantage of that and converted him to her side, which is what she's doing with Tasma right now. What Tasma truly desires is her parents' love and approval. And she's taking advantage of by becoming her mother figure. Um, so what do we think of Dreadbane originally being in love with original dragon mage? I mean, it's an interesting theory, but, like, there's just no, like... There's no evidence for that. Yeah, we don't see, like, him loving, like, the Dragon Mage. I guess it's possible. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I have to say, though. It's, it, it could be. We, we have some more flashbacks to expand upon. Let's get into that. Yeah, but uh, I feel like it's something we could have, like, started to set up, like, with the first flashbacks, so... I guess uh, I guess in the first flashback, he was already enthralled, if that's what we're doing with that, so we'd have to have a pre-enthralling flashback. <sighs> or he could have. Like he work. honestly could have just been in love with Nerkafa, and then she just like took advantage of it. Right. I yeah. feel like that's the still more li- the more likely explanation is that he's just genuinely in love with her, and only the Tasma thing is a spell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next week, uh, the prophecy unleashed on Christmas Eve. Um, it's happening. The clip. <laughs> the clip is up for next week, and uh, I have to tell you, it contains the funniest moment in the show's history, and I'm dying to talk about it next week because it's incredible and involves our favorite aspect of the show. So, uh, please, the, yeah, the preview. The preview clips up, um, and uh, yeah, I also kind of know what happens, and there's a really interesting twist. So, very hyped for next week. Yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the prophecy unleashed, uh, and that, and also, um, I'll get more into this next week. But uh, I think we're taking a hiatus after that, so not clear how long that's going to be. But this could be our last Mr. Guns episode for a while. That's fair. We need a break. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, you should it should it should not be in the middle of a season, Nick. But uh, yeah, okay, sure, we can take it out. Ri- they're arbit- just you know what they're just doing. What everyone else does, they're doing what. Disney does and Cartoon Network does. So, from my, my understanding, was that they wrote this, the show as three seasons, and then Nick said, uh, "Nah, I don't want to do that," and they just split it up into two chunks of twenty. So <laughs> that's not good. But yeah, that's what we're doing. So la- mid-season finale or whatever, <laughs> the prophecy unleashed next week. Um, also, this this week on Overly Animated, Mistcons was nominated for three of our year-end awards. Uh, if you if you have not seen that, it was nominated for best show, best episode for All Hail Necrofa, and best character for M. So uh, if you've not yet voted, go vote on that at overlyanimated.com. Scroll down to the awards post. Um, 
there's been a lot of votes from a lot of other shows and there's not that many Miscons fans, so it's not looking good, but you guys need to, <laughs> so we need to get in there and vote. Um, the awards probably are going to be at the end of this week. So, uh, look out for that as well. Like the, the winner's announcement and, uh, yeah, that would be, and I think that's, uh, it. So we'll be back next week to talk about, uh, the prophecy unleashed, uh, come talk with us about Mysticons, um, on our discord, I uh, was just missing a lot of messages on our Discord while recording the podcast at um, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Uh, a lot of uh, discussion happening. Uh, very, very active. And uh, you can also consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Danny. And thank you as always to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Q. Um... Yep, upcoming podcasts. Uh, not that much happening this week. Uh, Miss Cons uh, right now is the only thing that's new. But check out our previous Ruby podcasts. Um, Adventure Time recently happened as well. Miraculous Ladybug, although that's off this week. And uh, there's a Digimon retrospective that Andy and Steve did if you want to check that out. So all of that at overlyanimated.com. I will, and yep, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.